Hey, this is Pastor Aaron Pino. I'm the lead pastor of Overflow Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast. It's my prayer that this message encourages you, builds your faith, and helps develop you into spiritual maturity. Enjoy the message. What God is doing here at Overflow Church, He has released a vision to transform our city. The reality of that word is this, we're going to plow, we're going to go ahead and we're going to move forward with this, but we have to be able to set up things now that way our children and our children's children can live in it later. We must prepare now for then. And the reason why we have to do that is because at one of the core things that God is, is God is a God of posterity. If you don't know what posterity means, is God is a God of generations. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God has released a vision to this house, but can I put it very bluntly to, to you like this? I don't believe I'm going to see the fulfillment of the entire vision in my lifetime. He got it. You hear that? And we have to begin to think this way because, oh, what we cultivate in our generation will dominate in the next. Let me say it one more time. What we, what we cultivate in our generation will eventually dominate in the next. See, in this house, we believe not in the generational curse. We do know that that's real, but we believe in the generational blessing in this house. Hello? And any kind of generational lineage that's trying to attach itself to your bloodline, I believe that it's broke, that God is breaking it off with you. Come on now, that was a better amen spot. I believe that, it's bro- that God is breaking it off with you. And God is calling us to cultivate some things in our own personal life, not just for ourselves. Yes, it will be for us, but for those who come after us. Y'all with me tonight? Our assignment is to occupy until he comes and to be faithful with what God has placed in front of us because what God has placed in front of us will eventually be passed on to the next generation. We are called to steward what God has given us. All right, let let me move on. Let me give you some points tonight. So tonight I want to talk to you about four mindsets we must cultivate now for then. Four mindsets we must cultivate now for then. Y'all ready for this? The first mindset we must cultivate now in our own personal lives in order for us to cultivate it, to uh, attain it, to sustain it, and to grow and to eventually pass on to the next generation is this. We need to cultivate a dominator's mindset. Watch this. First Joshua chapter one, verse three, we read this. It says this, every place, someone say every place, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you. Repeat this after me. Say, take the land. Say it. Open your mouth. Say, take the land. Take the land. Now listen, with the dominator's mindset, I'm not talking about just being so mean and being so like, right? Whenever I talk about dominator, what I, what I'm trying, what I want, I want you to be instilled in your mind is this. It is our job to take the land. A dominator mindset is this, to take dominion, to take domain. 
at the core of who we are, our God has called us and in this house to take territory. Okay, it's all right. We'll get there, y'all. We're called to take territory. A dominator's mindset is one that doesn't just want the blessing. They are designed to build. Let me say it again. The dominator's mindset is, is one that doesn't just want the blessing. They are designed to build. Now, keep, keep this in mind, okay? Whenever Joshua's, Joshua's in the wilderness for 40 years. Like, he came out of Egypt. He's in the wilderness for 40 years. He saw the manna falling from the sky. Think about that. I don't know how it can. I don't know if it fell, if it like manifested out the rocks. I don't know if they just closed their tent one day, they opened the tent up, and there it was. I don't know. But Joshua was used to having manna fed to him supernaturally. But what's amazing to me is God did not want the children of Israel to live in the wilderness. He did not want them to live just to have the manna supply supernaturally from them. You see, there's, there's many people that I've in, come in contact with, and they love the blessing of God. Let me just come. Let me just experience the presence of the, God, of, of the Lord. Let me just, oh, I love the music. I love the word, Pastor Aaron. I love this. I love that. But then whenever you ask them to sack a chair, they're nowhere to be found. Now, that, that's not how it is in this house. Glory be to God. And that's not the kind of people that we'll have in this house. We won't just want the blessing in this house. We will partner with God to build. We are partnering with God to build. When you move from the wilderness to promise, you have to shift your mindset from having food fall from the sky to then cultivating the land. We are a blessed church. We are a blessed people. We will continue to experience the blessings of God. But if we're going to develop a mentality that takes the ground, we have to go from blessing to building. Is this all right, you guys? Taking territory takes time, tension, and toil. Y'all, we made it to year one. Hallelujah. I had some friends who, who tried to do some stuff. They didn't make it to year four. And I'm like, uh, you know, not month four. So I'm like, hey, month six, we're on a seven, eight, nine. Here we are. We're at 12 months. Glory be to God. We made it to year one. But here's the reality is we are just getting started. And what God has called us to do is going to take time. What God has called us to do will take some tension. See, we don't like these words. You know what I'm saying? Like, we want it now. God, you told us that we're going to transform a city now. No, he didn't. He said he's going to transform a city. But I want it now. Doing what he's called us to do is going to take toil. That word toil means hard work. In developing a, a dominator's mindset, can I tell you this? For your life... And for future generations to come, you have to be willing to stick your heels in the ground and come hell or high water to not be moved and to continue to plow. Because God has called us to take the land. Dominator's mindset. The second mindset that we need to develop now 
in order for then is this. We need to develop an overcomer's mindset. An overcomer's mindset. Joshua 1, verse 5, we read this. It says this, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Say this with me. Say, they might come. Come on, now say it like you mean. Say, they might come, but they can't stand. Come on, say it one more time. Say, they might come, but they can't stand. Say it one more time. Remember, there's power in your words. Say this. Say, they might come, but they will not stand. Can I ask you to say it one more time? I feel the presence of the Lord. Say this. They might come, but they can't stand. Come on, if you believe it, shout amen tonight. Come on. We are living in a moment that God has dreamt about before the creation of time. Let me tell you this. And when he dreamt of this time, he saw you as an overcomer. He looks at you not as a weakling, but as someone who is strong. He, oh, come on now. The reason why he looks at you like an overcomer is because he looks at his son Jesus as an overcomer. Watch this. John 16 verse 33 says this. I have told you these things. This is Jesus talking. So that in me you may have peace. In this world you will. Someone say you will. Jesus told us in this world you will have trouble. But take heart. Because I have overcome the world. Being an overcomer means that this world, uh, that this world will have trouble, but the trouble does not have you. Hello? See, what this mentality causes you to do is it causes you to go from a victim mentality to a victor's mentality. You are strong because the God you serve and the God who lives inside of you and the God who calls you family is strong. You've heard me say this several times if if you've been here for any amount of time. I believe that you are not a sick person trying to get healed. I believe that you are a healed person that the enemy is trying to make sick. I don't believe that you are a poor man trying to become wealthy. I believe that you are a wealthy man that the enemy has tried to make poor. Can I go a little bit further? I don't believe that you're a weak person trying to acquire strength. Look at me, child of God. Look at me, child of God. I believe that you are a strong person that the enemy is trying to make weak. And I believe, now this is going to be kind of strong. Bless you. I believe that you're not overcoming. I believe that you are an overcomer. You need to change that mentality. You need to change that mindset. Because I'm overcoming, I'm overcoming, I'm overcoming, I'm overcoming. Well, when are you going to overcome? You know how many people give themselves a pass because I'm just an overcomer. I'm just a dirty sinner saved by grace. I got to keep on sinning because that's my nature. No, it's not, man. You are a child of God. You are not overcoming. You have overcome. Because God, Jesus Christ, has overcome the world. Come on, someone shout amen tonight. 
They might come, but they won't be able to stand. Amen? We need to develop an overcomer mindset. Number three is this. We have to develop an uncompromiser's mindset. An uncompromiser's mindset. Let me, let, let me break this down real quick, okay? Joshua 1 verse 7 says this. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn, uh, do not turn from it to the right or to the left. That way you may prosper wherever you go. Someone say this. Say, I am not backing down. Listen, in this passage of scripture, one of the things that the mindset that Joshua had to, to develop in his life was a mindset of uncompromise. We have to have laser beam focus. Watch this on the ways and the wooings of God. The law which Moses commanded was God's instruction on how to approach and how to appropriate God. Meaning the way that God spoke to Moses, God was saying, this is the way I want people to come near. And this is the way I want people to maintain and sustain my presence in their life. See, we, we, uh, not in this house, maybe in this house. Let me just talk. I don't know who's in the room. You know what I'm saying? But we think we could kind of go off a little bit to let, I know God's word says this, but you know, I kind of like it over here a little bit. And you know, I know God's word says this. I just kind of, I just kind of, I really like this over here. No, no, no. Listen, if you are going to develop a mindset and cultivate it in your life and pass something that is powerful to the next generation, you cannot be a compromised Christian. You cannot live on the fence. You cannot just say, I kind of like to dip my toe over here, and I like to dip my, well, actually, it's not my, I kind of like to put my whole leg in over here, you know what I'm saying? No, listen, God told Joshua, listen, you cannot go to the left or to the right. You have to maintain my word in your life. And what's amazing to me is God says this, when you maintain my word in your life, then, then, then you will be prosperous. See, now we, we think that prosperity is just money, but watch this. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 and 4 says this. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing. See, I believe that the prosperity of God is wealth, health, and wholeness physically, emotionally, and spiritually. We just stop in one dimension. I'm just going to listen to the Lord, word of the Lord, because I want more money. No, listen, God wants you to be blessed financially, but God wants you to live in divine health for the rest of your life. I was just listening to uh, Pastor Benny Han. Uh, actually, today, he was doing a teaching on, on uh, angels. I love angels, and I like to lo- know more about angels. And he was talking about angels, and, you know, his mentor was Catherine Kuhlman. And before Catherine Kuhlman died, she prophesied and released a prophetic word that there was going to come a day where there would be no sick Christians. I believe that too. I just don't believe it because the woman of God declared it, but I can see that in scripture. 
it says that whenever the Israelites came out of the wilderness, that there were no feeble among them. See, I not only want you to be blessed in your money, I want you to be blessed in your health. Can I take it a step further? I just don't want you to be blessed in your money and blessed in your health. I want you to be blessed in the well-being of your mind. It is the will of God. Listen to me now. It is the will of God for us, the people of God, to live in the divine prosperity of the king of our kingdom. Which is health, wealth, and wholeness. Emotionally, physically, and spiritually. The reason why we love the word of God in this house is because we understand and we know that whenever we can grasp the word of God, we will live the word of God. And when we live the word of God, we will get God. And when you get God, God wants to not just give you in part. He wants to give you him in whole. Let me move on. We need to cultivate this in order for us to pass this on to the next generation. I have a story in here. My father-in-law is here tonight. Dale, love you, man. Whenever I first started dating Ashley and my father-in-law, he brought me in whenever I was 18 years old. And he began to develop me, disciple me, pour into me. Not really slap me around because he doesn't slap people around. But he just suggests in a way that, you know, hey, maybe I should do something about that, you know. Love you, man. I really do. I honor you. But whenever I started dating Ashley, he began to tell me about... The Everett's. And the Everett's actually have documentation that there were tongue-talking Everett's back in the 1800s. Before Azusa Street, where we get a lot, you know, maybe you don't know about Azusa Street, at the turn of the century, 1905 to 1908, there was an outpouring of God's Spirit in Los Angeles, California, where, where God restored back the moving of the Holy Spirit back to the church in a, in a major way, starting the Welsh Revival. I don't have time to go into the history of, of that revival. But many people thought that God had put away with talking in tongues up until 1905. But the reality is, is there is people in my, in my life, in my family, who have had uncompromising devotion to the Lord. And because of that, they have passed down things of the spirit from one generation to the next generation, from that generation to the next. The reason why God wants us to develop an uncompromising mindset that goes after his presence, because God wants the testimony of the generations of righteousness. Look that up. Google that whenever you go home. It's found in Psalms. But basically it says that one generation will declare the righteousness of God to the next generation. Can I put it to you like this? I don't think that what God is doing in your life should stop with you. I think what God is doing and cultivating in your life should be passed on from one generation to the next generation to the next generation. And that will only happen if we develop an uncompromising mindset in devotion to God. Fourth mindset is this. We need to develop a conqueror's mindset. A conqueror's mindset. 
Joshua chapter 1 verse 9 says this. Have I not commanded you to be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid nor deep be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Say this with me now. Say unafraid and unashamed. Say it one more time. Say unafraid and unashamed. In this passage, God spoke to Joshua several times to be courageous. You know why? I'll tell you why he told him to be courageous. Because whenever God gives you a vision and God gives you a word, you have to have big guts. You have to not be afraid. Hello? Because listen, if it's a God vision, it's going to scare the mess out, y'all. If it's really a word from the Lord and you can't accomplish it by yourself... You're going to need some guts. Joshua dealt with having to confront the spirit of fear. If you're going to do anything of significance to, of the advancement of the kingdom of heaven, you will have to confront fear. And the reason why you will have to confront fear is because fear is the opposite of faith. Hebrews 11.6 says this, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Fear will rob you of your faith every single day. Every day. But Pastor Aaron, doesn't the Bible say that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of the Lord? Yeah. You can have the word of the Lord on the inside of you. And if you give yourself to a spirit of fear, you're going to forget what the word has said. I remember talking to this guy one time. I was, I was working at a Christian telemarketer thing back in the day. I don't recommend working for a telemarketer. If you do, God bless you. <laughs> and this, one of my managers, he heard that we, that we work in signs and wonders, that we see people healed, that we've seen cancer disappear. And this is like years ago. We've been flown in this for a long time. My, my father-in-law is Dale Everett, y'all. Anyway, y'all don't know, but I do. <clears throat> and I remember this gentleman, he heard that, that I was a spirit-filled guy, that I've seen signs, wonders, and miracles, and he came up to me. He goes, Aaron, is that really true? And I said, yeah, it's true. He says, you know, I believe God can, but I don't know that he will. And I looked that dude in the face, and I said, What? What do you mean he can't, but he, you don't know if he will? He goes, well, you know, I've, I've heard of God doing that before, but I've never seen it in my life. And I began to ask him, I said, well, you, you ever stepped out and prayed for anybody? No, 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 I, I can't do that. That's not my personality. Look. That was one of the most absurd things I ever heard from him because he, he bashed the moving of God's spirit because he was afraid. He brought down God to his level because he viewed God through a spirit of fear. <laughs> Let me say it to you like this. Let me finish my nose. A conquering mindset says, I might not have all the answers, but I have a word from the Lord. And can I just declare this over your life right now? Fear might come, but fear cannot stay. 
It might come, but let me declare to you, it cannot stay. Amen. The four mindsets. Let me recap real quick, and I did okay on time. We need to develop a dominating mindset. We've got to take the land. We have to d- develop an overcomer's mindset. You are an overcomer. You're not a weak person trying to be strong. You are a strong person that the enemy is trying to convince is weak. You need to live a life that doesn't compromise because if you compromise today, it'll, it'll affect future generations. And the last mindset we have to develop and what we are developing in this house is a mindset of a conqueror. We will not let fear keep us from what God wants us to attain through faith. Amen. And the reason being, let me close with this, is because what we cultivate in our generation will dominate in the next generation. Stand with me tonight as, as, we, as we pray. Thanks for joining us and listening to this week's podcast. I want to give a special thanks to those who generously give to this ministry. It's because of your generosity that this ministry is made possible. If you would like to give, you can click the link in the show notes or go to overflowchurch.co slash give. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe and share this with your friends. And listen, if you're in the Las Vegas area, we would love to see you at one of our weekend services. Thanks again for listening. God bless you.